Hi folks, welcome to Creepy Tales with Scotty J and Alex. I am as always the great white snark, Scotty J. And I am his child. <laughs> Once again, we're down here in the dungeon recording our show. I did mention one of us would find a story. Yes, she did. Well, since we've dealt with the holidays, you know, the, the Christmas holiday, and for some people, I mean, Christmas is kind of a depressing holiday. Yeah, emos. Well, no, I mean, and not to sound all gloom and doom about it, but there, the Christmas and New Year period is like the highest rate of suicides in the country. Because there's people who are, you know, home alone for the holidays and feel like they don't have a family to go visit them, so they just off themselves. Homeless people. No, actually, well-to-do people. Okay. Well, homeless people, I mean, I remember watching uh, Scrooged. And? And there was the uh, the scene where um, he, uh, there was, a, there was a, a homeless guy that uh, Bill Murray's character had kind of, had seen yeah. at, he had seen at like his uh, ex-girlfriend's homeless shelter. And then the ghost showed him that uh, the guy died, fr- you know, died of um, freezing to death, living, it, sleeping in the sewer. Well, at least he had Pennywise to keep him company. Oh, he was—I mean, he was a popsicle. But I love that movie. Now, I mean, we're we're kind of doing like a late holiday show because we really didn't think about it until like after the holidays were over. And I know just... And you didn't search this story until this, like, last night? Yeah! I was dealing with my own bits of depression during the holidays. Mm-hmm. But there's a... There, there's a... Tra- try this again. There's a tradition, a Victorian tradition, that on Christmas Eve they tell ghost stories. Yeah. Well, that's where a, a Christmas Carol comes from. Yeah. Because it takes place on Christmas Eve. Scrooge gets visited by three ghosts. When Scrooge probably went to bed on drugs. Well, I was one that... I I had always hoped that, like, when I was in school, we would do a Christmas carol for for the Christmas play at school because 
there was always a um, there's one role that I could play that I wouldn't have to memorize lines for. Ghost of Christmas Future. Yep, stand there and point. <laughs> I mean, if any of you ever see me walking around a store and I've got a, a, a scythe in my hands, <laughs> I usually go, "Oh, good spirit, pray tell." Who is that? did this in Walmart. Who is this poor spirit who's bu- who lies in the grave with nobody to mourn his passing? That's you getting out of the bed in the morning. It is. <laughs> and I lay not too far from him. I just took a quick glimpse over at the bed I sleep in. <clears throat> You hear me waking up to the sounds of snap, crackle, and pop. Well, there is one Christmas person that has came up more recently, but that's because of horror movies. The Krampus. The Krampus. Or, you know, your mom. Or if you're somewhere else, it's Belsnickel. Well, Belsnickel, we'll talk about him too, but Krampus is... uh, Krampus usually comes around in in, in um, medieval. Well, actually, Krampus goes back to like before Christ. Really? Uh, yeah, he's a pre-Christian Alpine tradition. The Alpine mountains. Pre-Christian. Yeah. Okay. Because you do um. Now, according to this, it says. There seems to be little doubt as to his true identity, for in no other form is the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. God? The, yeah. Horned god? Yeah. Krampus? Sure they don't mean Satan? No. Well, it could be. I mean, but no, witches really didn't follow Satan. That's more the church's belief. Yeah. Because their belief system is drugged. Well, no, it's... It, there was a Bible verse, I forget the the actual verse, but it says, um, do not uh, do not suffer witches lightly, or something to that effect. Yeah. I'd have to get your psychotic grandfather on the line. Uh, Please don't. We try our best to avoid him. Right. He is the he who should not be named. Right. So, uh, okay, so, so well preserved. The birch, apart from its phallic significance, or phallic, I'm talking penis there. No, may I have it was the women oral gland. May have a connection with the initiation rites of certain witch covens. Rites which enab- entailed binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains would have been introduced in a Christian attempt to bind the devil... But again, they could be a remnant of pagan initiation rites. So, um, now, as we know, Santa Claus will come and, yeah. you know, bring gifts to the children. Well, Krampus punishes was those who are bad. Krampus was the one who, you know, the, the bad little boys and girls. Krampus does parenting. Better than parents at some right. times. Now, basically, if you've seen the animatronics at um, Spirit, Spirit yeah. has, you know, Krampus has a bag, and he's got a he's got some reeds in his hand, and what happens is, 
you know, what the kids who are evil or the kids who are bad that year he for Christmas. He sticks in there and whips them with the reeds. Yep, he puts them in the bag and he beats them with reeds. I have seen a Krampus movie like yeah. a couple years ago. Instead of beating him with reeds, he just abducts the whole family and leaves the kid that wished him to be gone a bell. Right. Now, mo- I mean, remembrance. right. You know, we know what Krampus looks like, you know. He's usually Santa brown. Santa Claus, but it smells bad. He's usually brown, brown or black. He's hairy, has cloven hooves and horns of a goat. His long pointed tongue lolls out and he has fangs. Looks like Satan to me. Oh, on a good night, it could be my, my, my Aunt Bigfoot. Uh, but if you want to find her, you can always go to Walmart, Dad. Right. Now, the thing is, is there are certain places in Europe... That uh, that they do have a Krampus festival. Yeah. Yeah, and they all get you know go out, party out. Now, uh, there is the there is um, a seasonal play that spreads throughout the Alpine regions, known as the Nicholas Nickel Nicholas Spiel. Yeah. With the Nicholas play. Now, which focuses on Adam and Eve's encounter with a tempter, and Nicholas plays the Nicholas plays featured uh, competition for the human souls and played on the quest of morality. Now, this this is in the Alpine region. Now, it's also customary to offer Krampus schnapps. Drink with me, Krampus. It comes around our family. Yeah, we'll give them some drinks. Let's liquor you up. Now, you can offer them schnapps or a strong distilled fruit brandy. Okay. These runs may include Perchton, similarly wild pagan spirits of Germanic folklore, and sometimes female in representation, although the Perchton are properly associated with the period between the winter solstice and January 6th. Mm-hmm. Now, there's another old world tradition that Alex informed me of just the other night. Yes. Well, I never heard of. I didn't until I watched the MA10 video about them. It was and, all these different types of Krampus. And this is Bellsnickel. Yes. I had never heard of Bellsnickel. Neither have I. So he's related to the other companions of St. Nicholas. Now, Belsnickel comes from Germany. He may have been based on an older German myth, Necht Rup... I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this. That's okay. Necht Rupert. Netrupert. A what? I think I said Netrupert. Okay. He said it better than me. I have a tendency of that. Who is a servant of St. Nicholas and a character from northern Germany. Now, unlike these figures, Belsnickel does not accompany St. Nicholas. He goes off and does his shit on his own. And he combines both the threatening and the benign aspects in which other traditions are divided between St. Nicholas and the companion figure. Like, you know, like our boy Krampus. Yes. Our homie. Now, a first-hand 19th century account of the tradition of Belsnickel comes yeah. from Maryland. Really? 
Yes, um, it can be found in Brown's Miscellaneous Writings, which is a collection of essays by Jacob Brown. Now, this comes from a period about 1830. All right. And Brown says, we did not hear Santa Claus. Instead, the tradition called for a visit by a different character altogether. Now, he was known as Kris Kringle, Beltsnickel, and sometimes the Christmas Woman. Christmas Woman? Yeah, Christmas Woman. Now, I'll explain why he was called the Christmas Woman. Okay. Children then not only saw the mysterious person, but felt him, or rather his stripes on their back with his switch. Oh, boy. The annual visitor would make his appearance some hours after dark, thoroughly disguised, especially the face, which would sometimes be covered with a hideously ugly fizz. Yeah. Generally wore a female garb, hence the nickname the Christmas Woman. Uh. Sometimes it would be a veritable woman, but with masculine with uh, masculine force and action. He or she would be equipped with an ample sack about the shoulders filled with cakes, nuts, and fruits, and a long hazel switch, which was supposed to have been some kind of charm in it as well as a sting. One would scatter the goodies upon the floor, and then the scramble would begin by the delighted children. And the other hand would ply the switch on the backs of those excited youngsters who would not show a wince, but had been parental discipline there... Okay, but had it been parental discipline, there would have been screams to reach a long distance. Oh. Now, Belsnickel originally came from uh, the Palatinate, which is a section of Germany. Now, when the Germans came over and settled in Pennsylvania, they brought Belsnickel with them. Uh, of course they would. Well, and, and that was something about even with our Irish family. When, they, when the immigrants came over from their homelands, they brought their traditions with them. Yeah. Like if you go up into Chicago, you know how we used to go up to the comic, uh, yeah. the costume shop up there, and we'd cut down California. And we went through all the very different yeah. ethnic neighborhoods. Yeah, they still maintain all of their traditions from the homeland. All right. So now he was known in Pennsylvania in the early 1800s. All right. Now among the Pennsylvania Germans, Belsnickel was the character who visits homes prior to Christmas. To check up on the behavior of the children. Now, the traditional Belsnickel showed up at houses a week or two before Christmas and often created fright because he always knew exactly which of the children misbehaved. Oh, wow. Yeah, he, he didn't have to, uh, you know, no one squealed. It was just like, I know which one of you little sons of bitches fucked up around here. You fucked up. You fucked up. You fucked up. And you fucked up. The rest of you are fine. Now, he would rap on the door or window with his stick, and often the children would have to answer a question for him or sing him some type of song. I know a song I'd sing for him. What time of the day do you like to make love? Do you like to make love in the morning? (laughs) <laughs> I sing, I sing Belsnickel stroking. <laughs> and I'd even get the little dance in on it too, you know? 
Now, in exchange, he would toss candies onto the floor. Now, if the children jumped too quick for the treats, they may end up getting struck with Bell's nickel switch. Reach it. Reach for it. I right. dare you. If it would have been me and he put Hostess cupcakes out there, I'd been like, we know what's going to happen here, buddy. I'm going to jump. You're going to beat me. So let's just cut out the fucking middle, man. <laughs> now, in 1853, there was an article in a British magazine describing the Pennsylvania custom. Yeah. And he was called... Uh, Pelschnickel, or Nicholas with the fur, which mm. was alluding to the dress of skins in which he is said to be wearing. Yeah. Now, he gets mistaken with Chris Kringle because, you know, Chris Kringle's good and Belschnickel is, is for, for the bad. Yeah. Now, in... Now, when they started coming over to Indiana, they started migrating further west. When the German people came to Indiana, they brought Belschnickel with them. Because why not? He's a Hoosier. Yeah. Now, his garb would vary from one locality to another. He might wear a long black or brown coat or robe held together at the waist with a rope and a fur cap, of bear, a fur cap or a bearskin hat. Decorated with bells. Now, in this branch of the tradition, the father or other older male relative was often busy working outside, or had to be seen, or had to see to some other matter elsewhere in the house when Belschnickel arrived. Yeah. Now, Belschnickling or Clausentreiben. Clausentreiben. Yeah. Was the running of groups of young men or youth dressed in false faces and fantastic co costumes on Belsnickel Night, okay. the eve of the feast of Saint Nicholas? Okay. And was the occasion of good-natured boisterousness. Now, young men would dress up like Belsnickel and they'd have a party. Yeah. Tradition also exists in parts of Newfoundland, Nova Scotia, the Prairie Provinces of Canada. Now, some communities in the Brazilian state of Santa Catarina. Because, as we know, Germans who fled Nazi Germany, yeah. including Nazis themselves, lived in, uh, lived in Brazil and Argentina. And, of course, you know, Belsnickel might look like Adolf Hitler at that point. We don't know. <laughs> Nine... So, that was a couple, you know, I was, I was looking them up. Now, let me see if there's another one we can add into this. Okay. Because, Lord knows, we can't talk about Krampus and Belsnickel. We have to throw in one more person. Yeah. But, apparently, I'm not seeing anything. So, you know, there's, uh... You know, look, Krampus is in movies now, so he's in movies, animatronics at um, yeah. Spirit Halloween. Depends on if they want to put him on display. If not, you can buy him on the website. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of stores that we've been to where I saw, where I've actually seen uh, Krampus out. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, in our family, we'd put out a Krampus all year, just, you know. Just for the hell of it. Just for the fuck of it, man. Make them little kids scared all the time. Tell them that, you know, if they, uh, don't, if they don't fucking behave for Easter, Krampus is going to eat the Easter bunny. <laughs> of course, I'd try seeing if we can change the kid in his hand. Yeah. You know, for a different holiday, like, you know, you're going to scare your girlfriend for Valentine's Day, you put, you know, Cupid hanging upside down in his hand. <laughs> you want the kids to behave for Easter, you put the Easter bunny up there. You can't put St. Patrick or a leprechaun up there because we're all drunk. Yeah. And we don't care. Yeah. Oh, look, Krampus has a leprechaun. Great. Refill my drink. <laughs> but, I mean, it was interesting to learn some new stuff. Yep. You know, it's always interesting to learn some new, uh, some new um, traditions out there in the world. Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this one up. So, for right. if you're looking for us out there, we're Anchor, uh, All Major Apps, and Apple Podcasts. we got the Facebook pages. Join us there. Oh, I'm stretching here. Give me a moment. Right. And for Creepy Tales with Scotty J and Alex, I am Scotty J. And I'm Alex. Catch you later, folks. Yeah. <laughs>